let's continue on our lessons. Bezat Hashem. And meeting with the King of Kings. Amazing, amazing. So now we are opening up here about Hashem's love for us and our love for Him. So in the previous lessons, we spoke about conditional love. The conditional love of Hashem. And we said that first of all, you have to recognize the source of everything that you have. And this has two aspects. You have to realize that you're not the source. That Hashem is the source. Conditional love involves one person giving to another over and over again. As a result of which the giver and recipient become emotionally attached to each other. In other words, it's not merely the gift itself that attaches them. But as the Talmud says, a person who gives a gift does so with a good generous eye. And the generous act bonds the two people. So when Reuben gives repeatedly to Shimon... Shimon feels that Reuben loves him, and he in turn feels love for Reuben. And this is conditional love, because it depends on Reuben's giving. So if, if, he, if he will give for a while, and then stop, then the, the reciprocal feeling of love is going to weaken, and Shimon might even feel that Reuben doesn't like him anymore. Unconditional love, however, cannot disappear, because it's inherent. With conditional love, though, if the person stops giving... The impetuous for renewal, love is gone. Even when the pre-existing love weakens, even then it weakens. So when you really want to attain conditional love, you have to consider all that Hashem gives you. But don't stop there. Beyond the things that you're getting, think of who is behind, behind all this giving and the love that it expresses. And to what can this be compared so a person is in the forest with nothing to drink and a Jew with a jug of water walks by and gives him some water. The recipient feels tremendous gratitude towards the giver. He was dying of thirst and this man gave him a drink. But he will not think that the man gave him water out of love. It's part of our basic humanity. If someone is dying of thirst, we do everything we can to save that person by giving them drink. The recipient will, of course, nonetheless, nonetheless feel some love and appreciation for the giver because a gift was so significant to him. Yet that love is inspired by the greatness of the gift, not because he feels the other person's love. And so we see here two types of giving. One type of giving expresses the natural human desire to help another person in trouble. And while such giving does not necessarily emanate from love for the person in need, the recipient nevertheless may feel love for for um, the person in, in, in need and the recipient nevertheless may feel love for the giver because he saved his life. And the second type of giving emanates from the love that a person feels for another. It's like the receiver of such love senses the heart of the giver as it says, the water reflects a face. As water reflects a face, so is the heart of one person to another. So when working on conditional love, you have to know that Hashem gives not only because He is compassionate and doesn't want people to die. Hashem loves His creations and He really wants to give, to give to us all. You have to focus not on the gift, but on the motive, which is Hashem's love. And in this way, you'll awaken a reciprocal love for Him. Conditional love is, a, is reciprocal. When a person realizes that the Creator loves 
right? The, the Creator loves you, then you naturally love the Creator in return, and you'll eventually see that there is a hidden love within you for Hashem. But before attempting to awaken that love, however, you have to first discover and internalize the fact of Hashem's love for you. And the natural response to this love will then awaken within you as water reflects a face. So now, how do we awaken the sense of Hashem's love for His creations? So we mentioned in the last lesson that we have to first recognize that everything we have is from Hashem. And you have to fully, this has to be fully internalized within you. How can you accomplish this? Okay, imagine yourself sitting at the dinner table in your home. And you look at the table and you say to the Creator, Master of the world, from where did I get this table? From you. Why did you give it to me? Is it because you didn't have any use for it in Shemayim? And you decided to throw it out? Am I the garbage can in which you threw it out? Obviously not. So why then did you give me this table? Did you owe it to me? This also cannot be. What then was the real reason? So it's clear that the reason you gave it to me was that you love me and you wanted to make things easier and more pleasant for me. And due to this table, I know and feel that you love me because otherwise you wouldn't have given it to me. And you can reflect on a chair that you own in the same way. Why did you give me this, this chair? Because you love me and you don't want me to suffer by having to stand. And so now take one object after another and ponder each detail patiently. Patiently. Why did Hashem give this to me? The answer will be the same. But then you have to think. Without a table, I would have to hold the books and plates in my hands. And since you love me, you gave me a table to make things easier. You also gave me a chair so I wouldn't have to suffer. So consider one detail after another and say, you gave this to me because you love me. And at first consider your acquisitions, the house, table, chair, and so on. And then consider the limbs of your body, thinking patiently of each limb separately. And then consider your abilities or your emotions, which are more internal than your possessions. And consider why Hashem gave them to you. There are people with lesser abilities. So why did Hashem give this ability? Because He loves me. Why did He give it to me? Why am I having the ability to be creative, to be intellectual, to be compassionate as well? Who gave this to me? Who gave me this ability? Hashem. Because He loves me. And so you have to work on this for days and weeks, contemplating only this point and speaking to Hashem. Speaking to Hashem, master of the world, I know that you love me. How do I know? I see it every moment. You must come to feel that Hashem is giving to you all the time. The less you feel that you are receiving from Him, the less you're going to feel His love. The more you feel that you are receiving from Him, the more you're going to feel His love. And this feeling should overwhelm you. So, For example, you're about to eat and you wash your hands and you say, Amotzi. Right? So do not suffice with that. But also say, Master of the world, you gave me bread. I feel that you love me because you gave me this to eat. So when you get used to the words of the bracha, although the words include everything you need to think, 
The forces of habit diminish the proper feelings. You have to also get accustomed to expressing your own personal feelings, not just in order to show gratitude, but to be able to feel that the food or the drink that you're about to imbibe is an expression of Hashem's love for you. And this attitude should be all-encompassing. When learning Torah, you should feel from the light of your countenance you gave us a Torah of life. It's from the Amidah. You might say, why did you give me Torah? So that I would suffer? No. You wanted to bestow good and Torah is the true good because it enables us to become close to you. So you can even go deeper. Consider that one of the basic reasons for creation is that Hashem wanted to bestow good. And that is because of His love. Turn to Hashem and say, why did you create me at all? Because you love me and you want to give to me. Not only are the details of my life expressions of your love, but so is creation itself. And when you live this way, when you truly live this way, the love of Hashem permeates your entire heart. And understandably, it starts with just mere words and only a little bit of feeling. But gradually, the feelings are going to grow until you naturally come to say to Hashem simply, in the middle of the day, Master of the world, you love me. You keep me alive this very moment and I feel that my life comes from your love. And these feelings will truly flood your heart. And such feelings will flow slip, simply from your soul throughout the day, just as people without strength cry out, Oy vey. So without even thinking, so too you'll call out without even thinking, but from within your, your soul, Master of the world, you love me. Of course you cannot start at such a level. You have to go in it in order. But this is where the process should lead. So now, let's return to a fundamental point that we stated before. Whenever a person wants to attain something, right? You have your effort on one end and Hashem's gift at the other. And the intermediate element, which is tefillah, prayer. You have to do your part and you also have to dive into Hashem to give the blessings that you need. And you have to know and recognize that the main success only comes from Kadosh Baruch Hu himself. It only comes from Hashem. So now let's explain in detail. You, you might be holding a cup of water and say to Hashem, why did you give me this water? I know clearly in my mind that it's because you love me. So to the extent that you really feel this way, express yourself. Beyond that level, you should dive into Hashem. Master of the world, I feel that you gave me the water because you love me, but I don't feel it enough. Help me to feel your love and truth so that the feeling will be truly felt deeply in my soul and the love will naturally live and burn within me all day long. And speak to Hashem. Speak to Him about the fact that He loves you as evidenced by the gifts that He gives you. And always dive in to be able to feel Hashem's love more and more. The more you feel in your heart, not just in your mind, that Hashem loves you, the more you will reciprocate with love for Hashem. And this will surely require a lot of your work, but it, it will be relatively easy. Once you feel Hashem's love towards you, say to Him, if you love me so much, I also love you. And if you still feel no love, you should daven. Daven as follows. You truly love me. I must have a hidden ability to love you in return, according to the principle of as water reflects a face, so is the heart of one person to another. Please, please, Hashem, awaken that feeling. I know it is in my soul, but I don't feel it. And in general, everybody feels some love for Hashem. 
So a more common way to say it is, I feel that I love you, but not as nearly as much as you love me. Your love is infinite, so I ask to be able to love you more and more. Ahavas Hashem should totally fill you, should totally fill a person. If you're capable of lying in bed at night without remembering the Creator and His love for you, then you're not properly bound to the Creator. So you may have progressed to this point, but now you have to progress further. Ahavas Hashem is not just a thought. It's, it's, it's a feeling that naturally flows from a pure heart. And there's a fundamental difference between thoughts and real feelings. For example, if you have many debts, then you may be thinking about them very often, but you hardly, you hardly love them, right? You don't love debts. Cold mental thoughts can generate stress and pressure, but not love. So a person might get used to speaking and thinking, and those thoughts form a habit. But they come from the brain, which is, as the Sephardim, the Sephardim HaKadoshim say, relates to the element of water, which is cold. Ahavas Hashem cannot just be in the brain. Its whole nature is to be in your heart. Love of Hashem has to be strong as death, fury as coals, a flame of the divine. Many waters cannot extinguish love. Many waters refer to the brain. The Pasuk is teaching us here that even if your thoughts are elsewhere, your inner love will burst forth as fiery coals, a flame of the divine. And so if on the other hand, a distraction can make you forget this love, then it's certainly not fixed properly in the heart. For example, a boy goes to kindergarten and his mother's at home. And often during the day, she will feel a longing for her son. But how long has he been gone? Two or three, maybe five hours? So what's so terrible? But when the soul is attached to something, even a pause of a few hours stirs up a longing. So in our case, the longing should be even stronger. The measure of Havas Hashem is that any absence of the closeness of Hashem should cause a longing. The love will not merely exist out of a sense of obligation. You will feel a natural longing for Hashem. And certainly, as with everything else, there will be ups and downs in the Ahava. And in better times, you're going to feel the Ahava more strongly. Well, well, when then you have regressed, it'll be weak. But in those times when you yearn for the prior feelings every half an hour, or hour, or at least every two hours, then you're still connected to them because the soul is demanding to fill the lack. And this doesn't mean that you'll be able to, to fill the lack then, but the longing shows that the soul is still attached to the love. So if you're uninspired, if you are uninspired, such that the hava is easily forgotten from the heart and only appears occasionally in the mind, it's a sign that it was not properly internalized. And although when you're in such a state, the love is not so apparent, the yearning for the higher state must be apparent. If not, <clears throat> it must be that even when you were in the higher state, it was not properly internalized in your heart. So we're talking here about the highest degree of Ahava in order to present the big picture. But the order is, as we said, you should speak to the Creator. Speak to the Creator and express that you know He loves you. But you must know that as long as the Ahava does not fill your heart, you can't progress further. You can't. So it may take weeks or months or more depending on your soul and level. But Ahava Hashem has to come. 
must come to define your very being. It's not an external element. It's your very existence. And in a deeper sense, the energy of all the Midots comes from the Ahava. As a Sephara Makadoshim state, if one loves inappropriate things, his vitality comes from that foreign love. But if his Ahava is for Hashem, his vitality comes from Hashem Himself. Bezat Hashem Hashem help all of us and enable us to cleave to our God, to cleave to Kadosh Baruch Hu, and to truly love Him and to truly desire to have more and more love for our God. Unconditional, pure love that resides in all of our hearts. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen Ve'Amen.